0: They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com.
1: Welcome to the 21st episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast. Which is somehow coming to you live on October 14th, 2007. The Babays are all here feeling revved up, randy, and ready to go because Oregon State football upset number two California yesterday, baby, in a game that definitely happened yesterday, definitely in Strawberry Canyon. The Oregon State Beavers definitely beat. The number two ranked and essentially number one ranked Cal Golden Bears by a final score of 31 to 28. Kevin Riley is thrown down by Joey Harrock which is French for the rock. <laughs> As time expired, uh, Justin Forsett had not one, not, not three, but four chances at the goal line, throwing down my dude, Brandon Hughes running down the field hyped up as fuck big dorian smith making plays keenan lewis shutting down deshaun jackson alexis cerna our pal punting and kicking beautifully oregon state's now four and three on the two on the 2007 season boys with a huge upset against number two cal on the road you know why because we never lose in strawberry canyon boys Yeah, it okay. it's it's mid-October two thousand seven. That's definitely when this is. And Oregon right. State football. My name's Terry Horseman. I'm joined as always by my uh co-host and uh co-time travelers, JP Bertram. Hello, JP. How are you? Hi.
2: Uh this is two thousand seven. I'm doing pretty good. I'm probably like sixteen keystone lights deep by this point, but uh living living life to the fullest
1: 16 keystone lights deep and six verses deep into uh some some crazy remix of a (laughs) with it with a two short beat playing on the background uh we're also joined uh, by our usual co-host and uh fellow time traveler and i think we, we took a hot tub time machine to get back here
0: uh but benjamin lawrence sebastian Wehage, benny i'm doing great i just got back down to corvallis from spending the last year at pcc I'm living with JP and and this this is like the window of maybe two or three months where I took my courses seriously in college because I did not want (laughs) to get kicked out again. Well, that's that's amazing,
1: <laughs> and I can tell you, as someone from the future, that it works out pretty good for you. Thanks. That, I feel uh, busy
0: and overwhelmed.
1: That dedication, <laughs> yeah, busy and overwhelmed for your uh, ten hour a week cor- course load. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but the social know, calendar packed, man. That social <laughs> calendar. <laughs> the social calendar is quite overwhelming. Uh, <laughs> Benny, I ha- I have good news and I have bad news, and What's, that is give your, me the bad
0: news first.
1: I have to give you the good news first.
0: Oh, okay. Is
1: that you? You do you do get back into Oregon State?
0: I know. And, I'm already back here. <laughs>
1: oh, you, well, you do get back, and you do finish up, and you you do great. You get a good job. Um, but the bad news is, we are now back in 2021, and Oregon State just lost at Cal.
0: What? By were they mile. ranked
1: number two still? No, they're really bad,
2: actually.
0: Were They'd, we really bad too? No, had two we were, wins. No, no, oh, we, no, we had
1: a chance to clinch bowl eligibility, and uh, we didn't. We it wasn't even particularly close.
0: Oh, that sounds terrible. But I wonder the, if I'll have your impersonation of Mike Riley saying "We never lose in Strawberry Canyon" rattling <laughs> through my head for the whole game.
1: <laughs> you might. You might. You probably will. Yeah, I don't oh, think man. you can uh, ever. Uh, on here, such a precise uh, impression. It uh, is. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the 21st episode of the Babays Podcast. That stands for Belligerent Beeves. We are here on a sullen Sunday afternoon. Uh, your Oregon State Beavers football team lost to the previously two and five California Golden Bears from the University of California at Berkeley by a final score of 39 to 25. Uh, I don't know how much Madden or NFL Blitz or NCAA you guys played, but in the video games, a wheel route is pretty hard to defend. And we looked like a video game defense with the (laughs) setting on easy because Bill Musgrave, who I will talk about more later, I believe is Luke Musgrave's uncle, the offensive coordinator for Cal, was just calling wheel routes. Over and over again, and it looked like we were seeing a wheel route for the first time. We were like the dude who invented the wheel playing against the dude who invented the wheel route. And it was (laughs) a crazy fucking mismatch. So I don't know. Uh, We're, you know, hitting uh, just not, not as optimistic as we've been in the last few weeks, though. You guys are pretty happy about your Niners beating the Chicago Bears today. I was just at the uh, Minnesota loons uh, MLS game where they beat sporting Kansas city. And now back in the playoff picture. And I got to see two former Beavers play in uh, Hassani Dotson and Kyrie Shelton. Hell and Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie scored for uh, sporting Kansas city. And uh, I think he has taken the throne as the number one Kyrie in professional sports. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the previous one was dethroned pretty hard.
2: Yeah. Also, clearly, we're a soccer school. Let's just be a soccer school. episode, yeah, absolutely. I want to reinforce that into our listeners' minds. We are a soccer school that does play football. yeah. we play football, football, the beautiful game, all that shit. We talked about it a bit last night, and we were so angry at the end of the game that we we consider turning heel for this episode and laying into the program and the staff. I don't think we should go that route because I think everybody kind of feels the same way. And then when I woke up this morning. I didn't feel as angry, but I really still felt so embarrassed by that game. And not because it was like, ah, Cal snuck away with one. It was like, we got beat. We yeah, got, we got beat, our beat. We got
1: our asses beat. Yeah. It wasn't close. And it yeah. wasn't
2: there's not much to take away from it. And they were still driving to end the game. They could have easily yep. scored again.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it felt like the the t- complete opposite of the USC game where like we went in there and we just ran over them and we beat them in every facet and and you could tell that we wanted it more. There was one play that stuck out to me which was it was like with 3 minutes left uh and the game was pretty much over, but if we got a stop, then we got the yeah. ball back and you know who knows what happens. And it was third and five, third and four. Uh, and we got, we had the ball carrier wrapped up at the line of scrimmage. Right. And then he dragged our linebacker across the first down line. And it's just like, that's, that's the game. That is like the allegory of the game right there is uh, I mean, they, they just wanted it more and they're yeah. playing more physically. Yeah. And I know the player talking about, we and it's that play in
1: particular that is preventing me from just lighting up the coaching staff here because i th- i think our inclination and it's it's I, I put more on the coaching staff for the shortcomings of this season than i do the players but dude getting dragged across the line of scrimmage three, four yards when you've already made the play, you know, like that's that shits on the players. Yeah. And that was happening over and over again. It was the most unstoppable running game (laughs) that we've seen. And it's Cal. I know Cal is better than the record indicates, but we did not show up. We looked like we just were there to get our coronation as a bowl eligible team and get out. We gave them no respect going in and we paid
2: for it. Well, we had no takeaways. We had one tackle for loss. No sacks. I mean, we were just manhandled. Absolutely manhandled on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, There were times too, like you were saying, Terry, like it's just – it's tough because there was there were moments where players looked like schematically they were in the right spot and they just did not make the play. Like I, I don't remember what, where this was in the game, but like Omar Spates was he essentially overshot Garbers and had him deep in the backfield, and then Garbers went and turned that into like a twenty yeah It yard run. It was <laughs> As- like-
1: <laughs> As we pointed out on the Twitter spaces, halftime meetup. Thank you, by the way, to everyone who tuned into that. That's probably something we'll do going forward. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Despite the game. Uh, But Garbers is Michael Vick. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen Garbers and Michael Vick in a room at the same time? No, you have not. And I find that suspicious. So he was, you know, Michael Vick slash Chase Garbers, whatever you want to call him. Um, made us pay and was in the right spot, but yeah, it really, it did. It looked like a college football defense trying to tackle Michael Vick out there and not acceptable.
2: Speaking of spaces, I did, I did quiz you guys uh, for second half predictions and let's just revisit those because I feel like, (laughs) I feel like it's worth talking about. We, we did say we did. I did ask, I said, BJ Baylor, will he double his yards per carry in the second half? He had 2.4 yards per carry in the first half, and he finished the game with 3.2 yards per carry. However, Deshaun Fenwick did actually, it looked like they were trying to give him the majority of carries in the second half, and he did show up and doubled BJ's first half yards per carry with 4.8. But that's that's not the question, though. But but I'm saying maybe, maybe the prediction got lost in translation. Somebody did double Baylor's yards per carry. Also, the other question was uh, – the other question I think for you, Terry, was uh, will Beeson get a catch in the second half? He yeah. Did he did not.
1: And I, I also predicted that he would get loose in the second half.
2: I, I mean, I played okay. TI, get loose, live. Yeah, you, you played t- live live TI. And
1: <laughs> we also discussed that the five-second rule is uh, is a myth. Um, so, I don't know that uh, – we, we we were going to be getting sued. And uh, we also played Bacon Soda in Minnesota by Andre Nicotina, our our baking uh, soda uh, in minnesota our our lord and savior uh andre nicotina (laughs) his name is nicky but you can call him dre uh so yeah and i don't i i intentionally make vague predictions on this show but i don't believe we could say omar spates got his shine on no one on the defense really got their shine on i don't think it was uh i think spates actually had a good game but yeah, it wasn't fun, and it's spooky season, as we've talked about. B.J. Baylor fumbling on the first play of the game. is Yeah. Really spooky. I think I
2: knew we were losing right there. Mm. Yeah. Well, that one guy who was mic'd up for Cal, he was saying, like, they're dead over there. They look dead. They have no energy, like, within, like, the first few minutes of the game, and I was like, ah. Not a good sign. He was like, if he's right, this is going to be bad. And, like, if the fumble set that tone – or it was set before the fumble and it was just like exaggerated it even further. It clearly, there was no, there was no like um, hype. Like the players didn't look excited to be on the field. Even, even in the middle of play, it was like, nobody got amped up about any sort of semi big play. Like yet you should, at that point, like get the momentum back, celebrate, everything like if you stuff them in the line of scrimmage celebrate it if you get a six yard carry celebrate it like try to get the swagger back in your game and they just looked like there was no energy and that's something
1: that concerns me because we've been starting slow a lot like the utah game was a really slow start yeah the only game we really got off to a decent start in was the wazoo
0: game well usc in in usc it wasn't a great start USC, we our offense was a great start. Yeah,
1: that was there was still a shitload of penalties, and we gave up the lead though. Like it wasn't a clean start. Like we haven't had a game where it's like the first quarter comes to an end and it's just like, yeah, like we're hyped, we're fucking here. It's always been we've responded well and we've overcome adversity. Uh, But I would like to see us turn the corner at this point in the rebuild into a team that doesn't necessarily always have to overcome adversity and can just put its foot down on a clearly inferior football team and just get the fucking job done. And we're going to get another chance of, of doing that this week against Colorado, who the vegas thinks is way worse than cal based on the type of numbers we're opening up as the favorite as Mm -hmm. but colorado put up some points against oregon yesterday if we come out flat like this we're gonna get fucking embarrassed again again
0: Yeah. yeah it's really interesting to try to figure out the team's makeup though because i i feel like when we were playing utah all of us said that the way that we responded back was, was really a testament to Smith and like how this team's believing in him. And they never doubted that they weren't going to win the game. And it's like that mentality is one that like, if a team has that, it usually sticks around, right? Like that is usually a mentality they bring into every game. And that was the polar opposite of what we saw yesterday um, against Cal. It was uh, the, the team looked like they were down and out. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that, that Cal's coach was saying they look dead over there in the first quarter. I mean, that's completely different than what we saw against Utah. So I don't know if this is something that like when we start struggling on the road, it's an issue because it wasn't an issue at USC, but we also never really were in a position where we were fighting back in that game. Yeah. So maybe being down on the road. Um. But, but this to me is, it's very apparent that this is, Uh, an issue with the team being on the road. Um, It it just, it's a common denominator.
2: But I also think here's one thing that we, and I would imagine a lot of, the Beaver fam overlooked was that Cal's run defense is one of the best in the PAC 12, but we saw ourselves as one of the best rushing offenses in the PAC 12. So we kind of overlooked it like, yeah, whatever, maybe they'll, they'll contain us a little bit better, but the run game is our strength and that will be how we get carried to victory. Mm -hmm. I don't really think anyone thought that we were going to be our leading rusher would be have less than 50 yards. Yeah, Um, but that is that is that is something we should have actually seen coming because their defense is very good Um, and ours is not. So if if their best strength is stopping the run and our best strength is running and we're not a good road team outside of USC like this should have this should have been seen as a trap game. And I think I think that Vegas saw that. That's why it was a one point. We were one point favorite.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting, though, because the uh, like our offense Um, like we turned it on in the second half against Wazoo, right? So the offense sort of did respond, and we just started matching Wazoo point for points. Um, and then uh, yesterday, our offense they stifled like our main form of of offense in the running game. Um, but Chance, I thought, actually had a pretty decent game. Um, like he the he had some balls that were thrown behind the receivers, but there were a lot of drops in the first half. And I thought that he came the second half. He played really, really well. Um, and it's like it's Tibisar in the defense that really doesn't step up for road games. And and the, the difference in the defense that we saw versus Utah uh, uh, from what we saw yesterday against Cal was night and day. I mean, you had like that that uh, Alex Austin play at the end of the Utah game was like the crowning sort of uh, play that the defense had. But that was a testament to how they've been playing. Like they were hustling and they were just like, they were making plays because they wanted to win. And yesterday it's like, there were so many blown coverages. Our secondary looked like it was a, it wasn't even a division one team um and we had no pressure on their quarterback like it just our defense looks so flat whereas our offense sort of like they do play down a little bit on the road our defense is night and day difference between home and road games
1: i get a lot of shit from my friends here in minnesota for always hating the minnesota vikings offensive coordinator just whoever it is and uh they're they're right to give me shit for that but also uh i i am also right and could call a better game than most of those assholes. Uh, my least favorite Vikings quarterback, uh, offensive coordinator of all time, by far, Bill Musgrave. <laughs> Bill fucking Musgrave. Um, you had a, a chance in a game against the Detroit Lions, who I would say are historically not great. Uh, fourth and one with uh, MVP Adrian Peterson in the backfield. Uh, you need one yard to win a game. Uh, calls a fake to Peterson and pitched it to Toby Gerhardt resulting in a loss of seven and the Lions won the game he also notably refused to give the ball to Cordero Patterson uh, who is now this season one of the best players in fantasy football Bill Musgrave is a bad offensive coordinator <laughs> I don't <laughs> care what he's done in the last eight years I don't care what he's brought to the Cal Golden Bears I do not care. We are no, going to usually be facing a better offensive coordinator than Luke's uncle. <laughs> and
2: he fucking clowned Tibisar. I want to support our coaching staff but inexcusable. Let me compound this because if you recall if you played at any Madden in like the turn of the 2000s and you ran with a franchise or did, you know, whatever that that mode franchise mode was, Bill Musgrave was Always, every year, like a free agent coach that you could get
0: <laughs> off the scrap
2: heap. Every time I ran a franchise, it was like, hmm, maybe I should bring him in. But I was like, no, no, his name seems quite tarnished because he's always a free agent coach. Yeah, right. And that is clear that he is because he's a terrible, terrible coach. Yeah, yet. His play sheet
1: is like a fucking note card where everyone else has that big thing, big sheet with lots of plays on it. His is a note card. And the one thing it says is wheel route and it <laughs> <laughs> and it worked every single time yesterday.
2: What a yeah. surprise. What a surprise.
0: What bothers. So like, yeah, the wheel route is what burned us on what we, they had three touchdowns of at least over 20 yards where the wheel route was ran. Um, but th- like this is, I don't know how many we've had more games than not for sure where their quarterback, uh, the opposing team's quarterback was able to scramble for like multiple third down conversions. And that is just like, that is such a drive killer or the, I guess the reverse of a drive. It's a drive killer if you're on defense, Um, (laughs) but, but like, it's just so demoralizing. (laughs) If you're, if you're the defense and the quarterback is just consistently like the coverage is good. And the quarterback's just consistently able to scramble for a first down. Um, and that I feel like is, is such a common theme in games this year, both ones that we've won and lost.
2: I, I saw a lot of the Beaver fam on Twitter, like being like, we got to spy Garbers. Like if we don't, we're going to lose. And it was very clearly a, a simple way for Cal to continue the drive. <laughs> was by just being like, oh man, yeah, we've got nothing open downfield. Okay, garbage, go scramble. You'll get yeah. you're gonna get at least six. I mean, I think his I think he rushed for like uh ten per carry or something nuts. No, six per carry. And that's like none of those are design runs really. Like that's no. just him being like, well, nothing's there. I guess I'll go pick up an easy six. Yeah. Um like that can't happen. That can't happen. Like our defense is clearly vulnerable to that. And that wasn't a surprise to anybody Going in this game, except it was clearly a surprise to Tibisar. And that's why I think there's a lot of people calling for his head right now. And I don't know what the right move is, to be honest. Like, I don't ever want anyone to lose their job. I think that's like super messed up for anyone to be rooting for somebody to lose their job. Yeah. I know that performance is an important factor of retaining a job. We should never be rooting for somebody or calling for somebody else's job. Yeah. However, what is the right move? We're in the midst of this like weird season because we weren't expected to be where we are right now. Oh, the only people who saw this were us and maybe other Beaver fans, but like we weren't expected to be. You're welcome. You heard it here first. <laughs> but we were not expected to even be at five wins at this point. And so. No. Like, do we do we blow it up and just throw some turmoil on the season and get rid of the D coordinator and look to next year and really maybe risk our chances of a bowl game? Um, and nothing, nothing is surefire yet. Like, yeah, we should beat Colorado pretty handily and and pick up that sixth win, but we get rid of the D coordinator and everything goes to shit and then we end up missing, uh, we end up missing the uh the bowl cutoff because of that. Or uh, we let him go, and all of a sudden we win four straight because the defense picks up under like what most of the Beaver fans are calling for, um, which would be uh, Trent Bray to take over as defensive coordinator, which would be kind of a good story given that uh, he played for us as well. But um, you don't do that at the expense of somebody else's job. I don't know what the right call is here. This is kind of a, still a Cinderella season. We're still on track to go to a bowl game. This was just an embarrassing loss that we had all chalked up to be a win. Uh, and it was, it seemed to be, it seemed like the writing was on the wall from the beginning of the game, if not before, right. From the fumble to having a uh, a, a fast and running quarterback. I mean, we would not even say fast, but like fast enough to evade the defense for six yards every time he scrambled um, and a stellar and stout rushing defense on the other side of the ball. So I, I don't know. I just shrugged my shoulders. Cause like, what are you supposed to take from this? I, like, it was just embarrassing. And, but, but also go smash Colorado, get it out of your mind and just take care of business.
0: The, the thing that, um, and I agree with you. I think that, that like, calling for someone's job and sort of rooting against them. Cause that's what happens when you're calling for someone's job is that you don't want them to succeed. So you look good in your prediction, right. Or, or, or what you're calling for. So like, I, I think that that is, um, I agree with you like that. That shouldn't be where Beaver nation lies is calling for, for head. But I will say like, I think that there would be a lot more focus on it if, uh, the offense hadn't been so dominant in some of the games, because I mean, Yeah, we look terrible against Cal, but we've looked terrible on defense pretty much all season, certainly all through the Pac-12. I mean, we rank dead last in the Pac-12 in defensive yards uh, allowed or yards allowed, Um, right? Over 400 a game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's insane. That's That's more than teams like Colorado and Arizona. Arizona, who is they might be the worst Pac-12 team in the last like 10 years. Arizona is so bad. And um, and, and we're allowing more yards per game than them. Uh, and, and so it's like, it's almost, it almost feels like the offense has taken this gigantic leap from last year, but the defense is still, I mean, they might be slightly improved from last year, but the leap was made on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that, I think you give Tibisar to the end of the year. I don't think that you fire him in the middle of the season, um, but I, I hope and I would expect that Jonathan Smith is having conversations with Tibisar, making him very aware that if things don't improve, that you know, he'll be looking for a defensive coordinator who can get the job done next year. Go to hell, Bill Musgrave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so now we're rounding out the end. Today's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloween, Halloween Beaver yeah. fam. And you know what? There's no better holiday than one that's black and orange. So
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. This is the best
2: holiday. Um on that note, this is also the finale of spooky season, which for our team has been quite spooky. Uh given that our run in September was amazing and Then, you know, we hit that uh, speed bump with Wazoo. We have the scare against Utah. We have the close game against Washington. And then we lose at Cal. What? uh, Well, first, can we cheers to the end of spooky season? Sure. Cheers. Spooky season. What are you drinking, Benny?
1: Is this a a good segue? It looks like you're drinking out of a multi like malt vinegar bottle
0: or are you drinking barbarossa i'm I'm barbarossa it's called liquid sunshine it's by rays and uh it's a thc drink i'm changing it up this week so i'm gonna drink this and uh it will get really spooky for me on this last day of spooky season
1: go to mars dude whoa i love how you're now drinking a thc drink after last week when you were scared to say that you had an edible
0: (laughs) on on, on the pod yeah you guys you guys giving the thumbs up gave me confidence
2: yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad we're giving you your platform
1: thanks Yeah,
0: raised. Uh, I don't delicious. have
1: I don't have anything too exciting going on. I have the same beer that I had last week all day vacay from Founders. What okay, Ben? Uh, I'm also oh wow insult that was an insults over here that was aggressive and kind of insulted both of us um, <laughs> but as mentioned I, I do also have a uh mountain dew baja blast from my stop at taco bell on my way home from the loons game where i got to see oregon state legends Sasani dotson and Kyrie shelton play soccer because we are a soccer school
2: is it full of like everclear no Ooh, that no. was a thing
1: yeah. We came back from
2: 2007. Oh, oh, sorry, we we didn't bring the Baja if we were Blast. Still, if
1: we were still in the 2007, it'd be Baja Blast with Everclear. But we shut down the 2007 segment.
2: It's 2021, oh, and so depressing. That's a young man's game, and we aren't young <laughs> men anymore. No, <laughs> no, we're definitely not. But like that one, uh, that one Twitter follower who saw our new merch and asked it said it was only cool for over 70. Yeah, we do fall south of 70. We are old, but we're not 70, so... That uh, follower also used the wrong your. I know. It was, it was
1: incorrect your and your. I don't know if they're actually a and Beaver fan or not. I don't think so. It was some name and a bunch of numbers. So yeah. if you're listening to this, uh, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our audience level to just dropped by
1: one. And, and then go fuck <laughs> yourself.
2: Uh, JP, what are you drinking? So I'm... Uh... I had to drown out the end of this spooky season. Plus, I still have some trick or treating to do with the kids tonight. Yeah, so you've got to get your Halloween dad on after this. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm pre gaming for, for trick or treating at this point, point. and <laughs> uh, I'm having a triple IPA from Anchorage Brewing again. Back what back you to Alaska, do, like
1: every week, anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah, this <laughs> one uh, it's it's quite nice, um, but I, I picked it for the name because it's called Shape Shift Black. And Ooh. in my mind, this That's is the, spooky. This is spooky. It's also the end of the spooky season. So we can please shape shift back to what we were doing in September and actually play solid defense, actually run the ball very well and throw the ball to all of our great receivers who can catch because they do have hands. They don't have they do. clubs for arms or and, feet or feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll have to we'll have to explain that one at some point but uh <laughs> but november will be a great month for us we're rattling off four straight you heard of here first we're gonna shape shift into a good
0: team again
2: yep like we were in 2007 after beating number two
1: california <laughs> You didn't have a timeout, Kevin Riley. You should have learned that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also going on right now, um, Oregon State women's soccer just gave up a penalty kick in the 88th minute and Washington uh, State scored the, on it. So now it we're, two, two. we're yeah. in overtime again. Uh, McKenna Martinez has both goals yep. for the Beavs so far, which bodes well for a prediction I made. Knock on wood. Uh, I really, I really, I don't necessarily always believe in curses, except I kind of do. I'm basically a practicing Wiccan. Um, <laughs> I really, I really want us to not have cursed this team, you guys, but it's getting harder and harder to believe that we didn't. So please, please pull out a win today. Coach, Coach Nicola
2: and the Beavs. Yeah, please. So but can- honestly, McKenna, she is on fire. She is. She's she going to score a game winner tonight today you heard, heard it here again. first yeah well, she
1: she better do it now
2: <laughs> we're, yeah, running exactly. out of, we're running out of hat hand. trick game winner and what's what's hilarious is this episode went from being pessimistic as hell to just now the most optimistic predictions we can possibly <laughs> deliver <laughs> <laughs> it's that that TAC drink kicked in for you benny and I, my trip my triple ipa is finally uh yeah, messing it with my my brain chemicals. That's yeah. right.
0: My brain chemicals are <laughs> are lit right now.
2: <laughs> and Terry's just riding a wave of Baja Blast Bliss. So oh,
1: I am I am amped. <laughs> I am so excited. Can't you hear how excited I am? <laughs> uh yeah. I'm really happy the loons won because if they had lost, this would have been three straight games in about a 30 hour period. And I do not feel good about the Vikings on Sunday night football against the Cowboys
0: tonight. So Is Dak playing? We still don't know. Well, he's still in your starting slot for quarterback. I'm aware of that. You guys are playing each other. Benny and I are
1: playing each other this week. My my
0: early games uh, were atrocious.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you in this league that I don't even care about because I'm in a better league. Oh, (laughs) shut up. You say this every time (laughs) we talk about a league. yeah because it but, annoys you guys can, i don't can get the you, upper hand with annoyances very often but this can you
2: have. uh explain your team name and then maybe we can explain why the club foot leg uh joke was funny earlier oh my <laughs> team name
1: yeah what actually so i lost the
2: Wehage club football league uh, right which <laughs> that's pretty
1: I, good i had to uh have that name imposed on me because i didn't make it to our friend Uh, Greg Johnson, a.k.a. Sandwich Greg. Shout out, Greg. We love you fuck you that's in anticipation of you telling me fuck you um, and because invite me to your next wedding you've never said anything <laughs> nice yeah. uh, i was invited to greg's wedding and i couldn't make it uh because it was the same weekend as the fantasy draft for uh, my uh the fantasy <laughs> football do so care care mo- most about which is probably <laughs> the biggest offense on greg uh so he got to name my team this year
2: and he named but why did he name it like a a shot at WeHage who he did not invite to his wedding.
1: WeHage yeah. didn't go to his wedding even though he was not invited to it. And everyone and he, knows when you're not invited to your friend's wedding, you're supposed to just show up anyway.
2: That's a great did to mine. He showed <laughs> up as Paul's plus one. Did he? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's amazing
1: it actually is amazing i didn't know that greg wasn't invited that's hilarious yeah, so yeah
2: i wasn't gonna he invite you be- greg if you're listening i was you were not on my invitation list but you're lucky that paul wasn't dating one of his 30 girlfriends at the time
0: oh
1: <laughs> shit see paul will have another wedding funky paul molina we, yeah we'll all get invited to that one there, there you go, go Weehaj.
0: That's right, yeah. I'll uh, be there.
1: Yeah, explain the name, Hage, because you can do this better than than anyone. It is it is your
0: foot, after all. It is. When I was born, I was born super pigeon-toed, so the doctor had to break my legs when I was, like, just born. And then when they... they I had casts on my feet for the first six months, and then when I they healed, one of my, like, the ankle in my right leg sunk down, and so now it's... <laughs> Not so only is what? my right, not only is my right leg like an inch shorter than my left leg, but I have like negative arch in my foot. It like, <laughs> like a banana. Out. <laughs> yeah.
1: The way, yeah. It, putting this in medical terms, it sounds so bad. And we sound like such assholes for giving you shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds painful you, as hell. We are. It's. It's, it's not. Nope, it's not. But you know what? It's giving you
2: your signature We Hage strut. The We Hage. That's haige, right. The We walk. No waddle. one else can mimic. Yeah, no one can mimic that. That's no. all you. No, I tried yeah. one time. It's recognizable like through a crowd, just kind of like watching like a top of a head sway through a crowd, you know. Really?
1: It's, yeah. Yeah. Benny, I will. I could recognize you from a mile away yeah or more
0: i've i've had a couple people say that the strut is recognizable but um i didn't realize it was that recognizable. i love so that's that we're good.
1: calling it a strut
0: yeah, yeah. it's the we age wobble it's very yeah.
1: much not a strut
0: yeah you JP, know what? play play five seconds of strut by zc top That might not be the name of the song. You did
1: it! You did yeah. it! You finally got one out! On! Yeah.
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Oh, uh, listen! Every single time, at like for like three days after recording, Benny would be like, "Oh shit, I should have asked JP to play five seconds of this song I just thought of." Like four days after the <laughs> <laughs> so There you go. You got your first song reference off. That's
0: right. And- yeah. And you know what else? You know what? Yesterday really felt like is what did that yesterday really is felt that. Like? is that Cal just ruled. You could say Cal ruled everything around me. JP, play Five Seconds of Cream by (laughs) (laughs) Wu-Tang. I was looking to slip that in at some point. And nice. I am going to do that before my <laughs> drink starts rattling around my brain chemistry too much.
1: <laughs> if if we had to lose to Cal, I'm happy. We got a quality Wu-Tang reference out of it. Yeah. Good work. Um, good work.
2: Good work. Good work. Benny,
1: you and I saw Wu-Tang together in Minneapolis in August of 2019. That was a good time. One of the best concerts I've ever seen. I cried. I was so emotional. I cried. It was the first yeah. time, the only time I've I've seen Wu Tang. Have you guys watched the the Wu
0: Tang show on Hulu? Watch both of them. Well, Wait, had- one one's one's not on Hulu. One is. Yeah. The,
1: there, so there's a Showtime documentary. So there's yeah.
0: a there's a Wu Tang Clan
1: <laughs> documentary called "Of Mikes and Men" that's on Showtime. That's amazing. But that's a documentary where they interview all of the members of Wu Tang Clan and other people. There's also a drama series on hulu that is a dramatization of their story that is a tv show based on truth but with you know fictional storytelling elements in it uh i've been watching it apparently the second season's amazing i'm only like four episodes in the first season but it's what i'm watching on
0: hulu right now and it, it's good yeah it's i haven't finished it either but um but it is good
2: hey guys I've, this is live update washington scored washington, washington state. state yeah
1: fuck damn it this is so is that game
2: yeah
0: Mm.
1: i know it sucks jp please play five seconds of you'll never walk alone by marcus mumford and now instead of the rest of this podcast just play the last episode of season one of ted lasso
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh man
1: Damn it! Uh, Why are sports horrible, you guys?
2: Can we just delete the episode that jinxed the team? I feel bad now. No,
1: fuck. Mm. We just wanted to share some shine. Fuck, dog.
0: <laughs>
2: the uh, the men's play in about forty minutes against Cal. This is redemption time. Redemption.
0: Oh, there we go.
2: Yeah. Cal strikes
1: me as a school that cares way more about soccer anyway, because they had like zero fans in the stands last
2: dude, night, dude. I saw a picture and of like uh, of the field. I think it was Kenzano posted it before the game. And you know what Memorial Coliseum, whatever it's called, is like it's a it's a cool venue. It looks and like, nice. And like they've definitely done a lot of renovations too in the last like ten years, especially that one year they had to play at uh, AT&T Park in San Francisco because they were doing a ton of extensive renovations. But, so they've got like standing room only spots, even though it's like an old bull style stadium, like. They've got benches with backs. They've got real seats as well. But then you look, because it's like kind of sunken, but you look at the top across to the other side, and there were like 600 porta-potties just lining like goal line to goal line in like plain sight. I'm like, that is so embarrassing. You guys don't give a shit about your football team. You put porta-potties like in plain sight of every single fan sitting in your stadium, which is probably about 15,000 people, so.
0: Yeah, it was so empty. It was, uh, it seemed at times that there were more Beaver fans there yeah. than Cal fans, Um, it and like, I mean, I, Oregon State has, I think, a group of very, very passionate fans, but I think it's probably on the smaller side of fan bases in the Pac-12, and, and so it, Oregon State just traditionally doesn't travel super well. So it was pretty insane to see that you had more Oregon state fans at the stadium, or at least like close to as many uh, Oregon state fans as Cal fans there.
1: What Oregon state needs to do is refund every fan who traveled to the game. There were a lot of
2: them. <laughs> yeah, there really were. I was, there was online. There was a lot of people making the trip.
1: Benny, you follow the premier league. So you might remember this, but in, I think it was 2011, one of the first games of the year arsenal at Man U man you beat arsenal six to nothing and there is a you know a few thousand arsenal supporters in the house and after arsenal made a public statement that just said we're sorry uh, any arsenal fans who traveled send your receipts to the club and we'll try to reimburse you for traveling to that wow shit show. uh yeah oregon state university uh, i know the details of your endowment i've checked that shit uh Becky Johnson makes a pretty nice salary. So uh, I think you can uh, refund a few flights to the Bay area and a few, I'm guessing that t- that game did not cost much to get into. So do yeah. the right thing, do the right thing because people don't forget.
0: Sorry. How, how do you think the, uh, and maybe this can segue into sort of our predictions for next week, but how do you think Colorado fans are going to show? Do you think uh, it's going to be as not, empty as Cal? I think they, uh, don't know
1: a football season is taking place and are out just enjoying other shit. Cause they live in Boulder, which is awesome. <laughs> so when the football team's terrible, it's like, Oh, I guess we'll just go do literally any one of a million other things to do in this beautiful fucking utopia of the country that we live in. <laughs> but also that
0: venue, that venue is amazing. Yeah. It I looks know. really nice. I'm very excited to go. A real yeah.
1: Buffalo goes on the field that goes hard.
0: I don't it's know like, why I like it so much, but the Colorado written on this the or the it's, hill. Not, it's not yeah it's like I don't even know what that is. It's a big tarp. It looks really cool.
1: Well, I, I <laughs> I'm have, a fan of that. I have one more question related to Cal, but it's not really related to the game. But JP, you're from the Bay Area. Yes. Why why is it called Strawberry Canyon? And what re, like how what area of the Bay Area is Strawberry Canyon? Well, it, I mean,
2: it's in Berkeley, in the East Bay, for one. Right. Uh, why it's called Strawberry Canyon, I want to guess that they just had, at some point, a lot of uh, strawberries.
1: Because when I think Northern California, I think wine country. I'm like, is that just where they make their wine with strawberries instead of grapes? That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> great question, Terry. <laughs> yeah, it created but, a great discussion.
2: Yeah, this went well. I think it was nothing other than it was just like a canyon of trails and wild strawberries before okay. they built a campus and a football stadium in it cool all
1: right we'll move on from this but please play five seconds of strawberry fields forever by john lennon
2: oh man we're so getting sued I'm going to strawberry
1: field. we're so getting sued and i can't wait until we do i can <laughs> now we got danzilla we're on un- yeah. we're on un- we're untouchable remember yeah. the fucking uh series suits that stupid dumb lawyer show that my roommate jake schwartz was obsessed with shout out jake <laughs> you're probably still watching suits because you're Fuck. basic <laughs> uh so yeah colorado guys i predict that we're going to win by the full we hedge which is 42 to 14
0: yeah nice. that's right
1: Back on track, motherfuckers.
0: Yes, that's right. I am going to predict. Um, I probably shouldn't do this, and this will probably be the only time. But I'm going to copy Terry and say we went 42 to 14, and I really do think that we'll win 42 to 14 uh, <laughs> because Colorado can't stop our run like Cal did. Uh, in Colorado, uh, well, it's again, a matchup, I guess, instead of really good rushing defense and really good rushing offense, it's just really bad offense matched up with our really bad defense. So something (laughs) has to give. And last week we were on the losing end of what gave, and this week we'll be on the winning end of that. So I think we hold Colorado to 14 points or less.
2: Nice. I do have a very serious question. Do we, will we ever predict a loss (laughs) at all? I mean, not, not preseason prediction. I'm mean, a weekly prediction. Are we ever going to predict a loss? Because when we win the week before, we predict next week. We're like, yeah, ride the wave. Let's go. And then if we if we lose, we're like, we're going to bounce back. We're going to win next week. Do you guys see a loss that you'll actually predict on the schedule Like if, there, if circumstances present themselves? I'll I think predict- if there was a the the- fucking loss.
0: I think if there was going to be a loss predicted, it would have been the Utah game because we look like dog shit against Wazoo and Utah is really good.
2: But again, we I, were like, we'll bounce back versus Utah yeah, at home. Right. It's
0: homecoming. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to predict a loss.
1: I predict we'll lose to Michigan State in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad. I'd rather not make it. What? I would <laughs> I would rather lose the Rose Bowl than not make
2: the Rose Bowl. I don't know. I'd be so heartbroken, dude. To be told, oh uh, yeah, yeah, because all
1: those years we won the fucking Sun Bowl, translated to so many great memories. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, I know you when... had a good time at one of them, but still,
0: I had a good time at two at both of them. I was yeah. at both you of went them. To
1: both? Yeah, <laughs> you been, my aunt.
0: You've been to multiple Sun Bowls. Well, my aunt used. She might still, but she was on the board of directors for the Sun Bowl or the board of oh, something I didn't for that. the Sun Bowl. And she hooked <laughs> it up with the uh, tailgate parties. They're That's like corporate cool. sponsors. And yeah, it was really fun. But
1: so it, if it ain't the Sun Bowl, it doesn't fucking matter. Is the official stance of the Belligerent beeves podcast.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> right, uh, send us to s- El Paso, baby. Wait, hold on. I still need to predict my my outcome. And I'm going to. Pretty do it. do it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm 31 17. win on the road. We're bouncing back.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. You have it closer than us. I you hope do. it's not close. I fucking hope it's not close because I'm going to be there and Purdue was close and that was just nerve wracking and Washington was close and that was nerve wracking. I just want to go to a game where we blow the fucking doors off of a team, which yeah. is partially why I picked colorado to go to i also have a friend there and it's a beautiful state but like i think we'll win this game and i don't want it to be close
2: and by the way just so since we are two-thirds the way through the season benny your season prediction is totally out the window at this point like there's no way we're going undefeated because we've <laughs> lost three games but yeah. uh never say never <laughs> terry you and i our predictions are still yeah. alive They're still alive. Eight and five and nine
1: and four. And also, like you predicted us winning the holiday bowl against Virginia. Yep. If I'm remembering correctly. And I had us, I had us beating I had us going eight and five with the bowl win over Virginia Tech, but I can't remember what bowl it was. Like the fucking Red Box Bowl or some shit, I think. Yeah. The Red Box Bowl is in is the Red Box
2: Bowl in the Bay, in the Bay, or is it like LA? I think it might be LA. Yeah, it's not there's no there was a San Francisco bowl that's canceled this year.
0: How the fuck is Red Bull Red Box making enough money to sponsor a bowl game? Because there are still a lot of old
2: people
1: we age who don't want to fuck with streaming or Netflix, and they like stopping at Red Box
2: on their way home from their errands to pick up a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be ageist, okay. no, but it's like AOL still makes like the majority of money from people who are dial-up subscribers that like either don't use it or forgot they signed up or still use AOL. We oh, bought we God. bought this v- VHS
1: dual DVD player 15 years ago, and we're gonna get as much use out of it as <laughs> we can. <laughs> Here's a question for you guys. Is former Oregon State head coach Mike Riley a Redbox customer?
0: For sure.
2: No, dude. For sure. He's, he's still waiting at Blockbuster. He he drives the bend just to go to the Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He has an office at the OSU Cascades campus, so that he's can be yeah. in the area quickly. Yeah, that's where he watches film.
0: <laughs> so we're yeah. saying that Mike Riley is essentially the Milton from Office Space of <laughs> the college football world. Or you can say it's like well, you have a new office, Mike. It's um, it's a drive. It's uh, want to go through the Sandy M Pass. It's actually in Bend. <laughs>
1: So you're implying that Mike Riley is gonna burn the whole thing down and collect on the insurance.
0: <laughs> just as long Oregon State just needs to make sure he has a stapler. That's it. He's
1: just he's gonna take matters into his own hands in the wake of this embarrassing defeat because as Mike Riley has told us many times before, we never lose in Strawberry Canyon, boys. i want the record to reflect that i do like mike riley a
0: lot i i do too he (laughs) just shouldn't have i he just shouldn't have left for nebraska that was dumb that was really dumb that was dumb
2: sorry mike that was yeah
0: can i can i um throw an impromptu question at you guys sort of maybe to wrap this up um but if you were to pick right now not the most likely bowl uh but but the bowl game that you would want to see Oregon state play in of the bowl games that are like realistic, I guess. Um, And what is the percentage that you would go to that bowl game? If Oregon state got there
2: Rose bowl, 100%.
0: (laughs) Okay. that's
1: I can echo that, that if we go to the Rose bowl, we're going, I also think that if we go to a bowl, we should all just go, even if it's a shitty one yeah because i i had i and I, I won't use this now but i had and maybe i silently jinxed us against cal because i had a monologue what? that it, it was in my head chill but you can't don't react that way before i fucking explain it wait but you silently <laughs> jinxed
2: us with a monologue this does not make no sense. i
1: had already thought about what i was gonna say about how happy i was the voice the is in his head getting bull eligibility <laughs> To and also to combat people like, oh, like most of these bowl games are horse shit. Fuck them. There's too many bowl games. And I'm not going to say every all of my thoughts until we get bowl eligibility. And I will say this we will be a bowl eligible team this year. I'm not jinxing anything. We predict everything. (laughs) Don't do this all the time. How is this any different than predicting that we're going to go nine and four, JP? It's the same shit. Uh, So I don't want to look at any of these bowls and be like they're shitty whatever like if there's an LA bowl like that'd be fun as hell. Um according to San Jose Mercury News, we're still projected to go to the holiday bowl in San Diego. That'd be Yeah, news.
2: I mean, right. So and
1: and like that, so it's all like I'm in fucking Minneapolis in December and January. A chance to go to either LA, San Antonio, Vegas, San Diego, El Paso, sure.
0: Don't <laughs> say don't fucking say it like that. <laughs> El, Paso! El Paso's a great city. Yeah.
1: I, well, I would definitely get better. JP play five
0: season. seconds of El Paso by Marty Robbins.
1: Out in the West
2: Texas town of El Paso.
1: JP played 5 seconds of that song I'm thinking of but can't quite put my finger on.
2: Got it. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one. Back Danny was Terry now he's a nobody. Yeah. Back Danny was Terry now he's a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that actually
1: as as the target of that diss track, I have to say it is a remarkable diss track.
2: Yeah, it's like
1: it's like 80% of ether, but like 200% of back to back
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's somewhere in that range. Do you guys remember when Kanye or just yay now uh, tweeted out? I'll never make a diss track. And someone said, I didn't know Kanye was Italian. (laughs) It was so funny
1: i do remember i do remember that i actually i do remember that with like the chef's kiss emoji. yeah oh so uh, good and a meme of kanye and the brad pitt tuxedo from inglorious bastards going like a river darche gore lami Gorlami. <laughs> uh, well, this episode was unhinged as shit.
0: <laughs> um, hey, I yeah, don't need well, to give my prediction of a bowl. <laughs> I wait, you did.
2: To- you did give a prediction of a bowl. <laughs> yeah. National what did I championship
0: say? or bust. Well, that was at the beginning of the season. That's out <laughs> the door. That's out oh, the yeah. door. Oh yeah. Okay, it's, if
1: it's, would it go. is yeah. bust. It's bust, it's bust. It's the or bust. Right. Really? You're you're really
0: you're really giving up on it? No. <laughs> well, yeah. For national championship unless <laughs> unless it comes out that Purdue If only we had it pack in Pac-12 and... network
1: so the whole country could have seen us lose 39 to 25 <laughs> they would have seen the only thing standing in their way is the goddamn wheel route let's put them in the tournament and see if they
0: can turn it <laughs> see <around>. what happens <laughs> i i think uh that we will end up going to the holiday bowl and if it was based on the locations that I would want to travel to most, that would be at the top of my list. Yeah. That'd be at the top of my list. San Diego in December or yeah, it's December. It's a little yeah,
1: post, a little order. post uh, Christmas yeah. San Diego action. Yeah, yeah. Go to
0: the, go to the Gaslight district and, you know, check out Pacific beach. And, yeah, I think it's uh, gas lamp
2: <laughs> gas.
0: Yeah. The gas lamp <laughs> Gaslight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gas lamp district. And, um, and you could have some uh, fish tacos and stuff.
2: Though, yeah, gaslighting is uh, loosely defined as making someone question their own reality, which I (laughs) think this this podcast podcast is.
0: (laughs) The the Oregon State Gaslit Podcast is what we're changing our name
1: to. We've been gaslighting each other since 2007, which is where this episode started. And probably this episode should end. We do need to make uh, a few uh, shout outs uh, that are not related to the football team. I feel kind of bad that we spent this much time on football on a day when they clearly don't deserve it. We're not going to be haters, but, you know, come on. Uh, As uh, as JP mentioned, the Oregon State men's soccer team, your number three ranked nationally men's soccer team. Is about to uh, kick off against Cal uh, here in just a few minutes, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I don't think that game's on Pac 12 Network, but hey, check out Fubo TV and maybe you'll get a chance. <laughs> to stream it, it, it's on Pac 12, Oregon. Okay, Pac 12, Oregon. So yeah, you'll have a, if you're in Oregon, you have a chance uh, to watch it. Uh, or you to... can do a streaming.
2: If you have Pac 12 Network, period, you can stream all of the regional networks on there. Oh,
1: dope. That's cute. Yeah. I should try, I can probably do that on Fubo TV right after NFL Red Zone. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how I do that? See how I do that? Give me some ad reads, Fubo. Uh well, yeah, we'll get some uh we'll get some revenge against uh, the California Golden Bears and uh, hope that we uh keep moving up uh the charts of the national polls for men's soccer. Uh three games left after today. So uh postseason shit should be getting started shortly a lot of excitement around the program as we mentioned heartbreaking loss for coach Senecola and the women's team and it's probably all our fault uh beeves at gmail.com for your hate mail for that <laughs> um congratulations to Oregon State women's basketball star Taylor Jones uh officially we knew she's one of the best power forwards in the country uh but the sophomore has been named to the Katrina McLean award preseason watch list yeah uh, which highlights the top power forwards in the nation uh and Taylor Jones was a baller last year for the team and uh will be a big part of this season as well so congrats on the accolades Taylor oh yeah uh and Oregon State uh Basketball season starting for both the men's and the women's team soon. So we'll, uh, we'll be able to start talking a lot of hoop uh, pretty soon. Uh, besides just the, M- the the NBA hoop talk that gets in, in the cracks of these episodes. So really excited for college basketball to be back. Uh, looking forward to being really stressed out about something Oregon state related about four to five nights a week, as opposed to just one, which happens during <laughs> the football season. So,
0: yeah. And if you, uh, if you enjoy uh, being really upset about Oregon State getting overlooked um, and not respected, uh, then be happy because that's exactly what's going to be happening for basketball season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not for the women's but, squad, though. Not for the women's squad, the men's yeah. squad, uh, for sure. I, I checked five different uh, preseason uh, bracketologies, if you will, or, or predictions of who's going to make the NCAA tournament. Oregon State made none, and they made none of the brackets that also had the first or second four out. So they're getting no respect as usual.
1: But we finished tied for fourth in the Pac 12 coaches poll, right? Uh um, so at least at least the, the coaches, yeah. At least
0: the coaches we
1: beat are acknowledging that we can beat them again. They know yeah,
0: that
2: together we tinkle.
0: They that's do know right. that. Oh speaking of, uh shout out to, yeah! to Wayne. Oh, yeah, holy that's shit. Right. How do
1: we yeah. have, Nice the man
0: inducted yeah. into the hall of fame at the university of montana so that's right. uh, that hey, huge
1: i'm just gonna say it we enshrined him first we, we did him. yeah we don't wait we don't wait wayne come on the pod whenever you want to but congratulations i know that's a huge honor for you and your family that has uh, a lot of roots and a lot of history uh, in both the state of montana and at the university of montana and shout out to missoula montana which is a fantastic college town
0: yeah I just watched the... Uh, I want to go to Maid. the Montana Bowl.
1: Let's go. <laughs> put our bowl game in Montana. I want to go there.
0: I just watched... Uh, have you guys seen Made on Netflix? No, I've heard about it. it. It's a good It's a good show. And Missoula plays a role in there. So uh, mm. I won't be a spoiler, which I normally do. But yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Shout Don't out to it. Missoula. It looks beautiful. Nice. All right. And
1: thank you, uh, Beaver fans. Uh, sorry for the turmoil we all experienced together yesterday. But hey... We're built for the, this shit and we will uh, prevail and move forward together. We can all be a goddamn goldfish, put this loss behind us and take care of business against Colorado on Saturday. Benny will be in the house. So if you're in Boulder, if you live there or are traveling to the game, bring your stickers, Benny. Bring your stickers. Oh, yeah, Actually, I, will. This time, I didn't Benny, lose them this time. Find <laughs> Benny at whatever the terrace equivalent of Colorado Stadium is. And, <laughs> I'll just be uh, standing on
0: the Colorado tarp.
1: Look for the dude with the club foot and the stack of stickers on his 11th THC beer of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: be wandering around on the Colorado tarp.
1: Yeah, I, I I I feel like you, that you won't stand out much in a place like Boulder, <laughs> with, no, with those dynamics. Uh, but thank you again for tuning into this 21st episode of the uh, Belligerent beaves podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in uh, at Belligerent Beeves on Twitter at Belligerent beeves on Instagram. Check out our merch store. We just launched a new line of crew necks, long sleeves, and T-shirts. With the uh, cool old sailor hat. I forget what that's called. But, but more- it's also
2: not a block O, it's a, so a square O. square O. We avoid trademarks. I <laughs> dare you to try and sue us, Oregon State. <laughs>
1: no, they'll just fucking copy us. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll save that for another episode. But yeah, we know our gear is fresh to death. So check that out in the merch store. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Leave a five-star review.
0: Please. But
1: not a four. Not a four. No. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five stars. Yes. Uh, find us on Twitter. You can find me at Terry Horstman. Uh, find J at the trio J. That's the underscore trio underscore J to trio to be real. And the man, the myth, the legend, the namesake for Benny the Beaver, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian BH at Benny L. 1986 we are once again coming to you live from october 2007 the grass is green the sky is blue the birds are chirping and oregon state just upset number two ranked california golden bears with a gold lion stand for the ages can't spell chop them without hope chop them
2: chop them chop em!